When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This weekend that we were really hype about, a former guest on the mandatory, Regis Progre, was taken on uh, Brian's fellow Puerto Rican, <laughs> Danielito Zaria. Brian, what were your thoughts on this fight? Because I think it went... <laughs> we're going to get into it really, but really quickly, because uh, we are going to get to our top five and the 140-pound division. But obviously, this fight has a lot to do with our list. A topic we've wanted to do and a topic that we've put on hold uh, for after this fight. Originally, Regis Progre was supposed to fight Liam Paro. Liam Paro pulled out due to injury. Danielito Zoria stepped in about three, four weeks? Probably three-some three weeks, um, you know, notice. And uh, the fight was not what I expected. I don't think it was what Regis expected <laughs> because he kind of fought that way, right? Um, I don't know if anyone expected it to go like this. I think some people expected Danielito Zoria to be competitive, as as I've been told uh, a few different times. And he was from a scorecard's perspective, but it, it was just a weird fight. Like, Regis seems to get dropped in round one. He did, uh, yeah. They did not call it on the replay it definitely looked like a knockdown looked like a it was a, it was a knockdown it yeah. like when you saw the replay he got knocked down it looked like a um, knockdown and then and then regis gets a knockdown in round three which is the most emphatic one of the fight though it, it wasn't like one of those where oh man it could get stopped now but it was a, it was a nice knockdown right and then it, the whole fight was kind of soria trying to make regis miss kind of on his bicycle not really engaging and Regis trying to problem solve on the fly, figure out how to close the gap, not with a ton of success. Um, a lot of jabs that were just not going to land and start any combinations and things of that nature and was not really cutting off the ring with a ton of success. And ultimately, the scorecards reflected a fight that was difficult to score, 114-113 Zoria, and then Regis got a 118-109 and a 117-110. A bit wide, but I have no problem with Regis uh, being the winner of that fight just because I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know how you score that if one guy's not really fighting and the other one's trying to but not doing it successfully and I don't feel like this was a sort of boxing exhibition either. It just honestly wasn't really a great fight. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it wasn't a robbery. Regis clearly won, but 
I do think it just wasn't a good performance for him. Some people and there would was... disagree with you, by the way. So people would disagree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they would. I mean, I didn't have it as wide. I definitely didn't have it as wide as uh, a couple of those judges did. Yeah. However, I think Regis did enough based on what I saw. But uh, Zaria came in there, gave him some problems. And I think moving forward, there was a report that came out that said Regis went out the night before. Um, I don't know if you were if you saw that, that he was out in the town the night before because he was back in his city right so maybe he took Zaria a little bit lightly heading into this fight and here's the thing it's like you're only as good as your last performance but I think boxers always have fights like this where you know they have a fight and it's not their best performance and I think that's what it was for Regis it reminded me a lot of Teofimo Lopez versus Sandor Martin um I thought Sandor Martin was better in that fight than Zaria was um and he also recorded a knockdown, except that one got counted. Some people argue that he had two knockdowns in that fight mm-hmm. against Teofimo Lopez. Um, also, similarly, uh, there was at least one wide scorecard for Lopez in that fight. Um, look, I think it was similar just from the standpoint of like Teofimo Lopez could have lost that fight. But Sandor Martin didn't appear to engage quite enough in order mm-hmm. to get the judges respect. And it just it just seemed like, okay... This could swing this way, but it probably won't. And then Teofimo Lopez, the A-side, ended up winning that fight in, in his hometown also. It was New York. Regis Progray wins this fight, moves on. And uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't think this is like incredibly damning to the point of like all of a sudden he's, you know, not that guy or whatever. But he is going to need to show out in his next performance, um, regardless of where it is and they're already teasing. Is it going to be Devin Haney? Is it going to be you know? So that that's going that's starting to happen because Devin Haney's floating around out there, and uh, yeah, uh, Regis Progress is definitely going to have some options for his next title defense after this that are going to be fascinating. But this fight itself was uh, was definitely not what I expected. I expected a little bit more of a firefight. I think a lot of people did. Um, and credit to Zoria who came in the ring implemented what I thought was a, a pretty wise strat- wise strategy, but also didn't really engage enough to take the fight. And when you're fighting a champion in their hometown, you're the contender, especially as a replacement guy, mm-hmm. you need more moments in order to take that fight. And I think that's how uh, it was scored. Although I didn't think 118, 109, or 117, 110. Uh, were warranted necessarily, but yeah. But but you know what? It's going to help us make this list that we're going to get into the top five at 140. By the way, if you like the content, if you're hearing this on the audio side, make sure to leave a rate and review, uh, leave a five star. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. And if you already have, we do appreciate you. And I'm not going to lie to you. Once we hit the intro, I'm going to say this again. Uh, So just bear with me. (laughs) Just bear with me. But we got a dope list and by the way, if you have yours, make sure to drop yours as well. So let's get right into it. Welcome back to The Mandatory. If you like the content, make sure to hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to this on the audio side, leave a rate and review. We're 
wherever you find audio, we're going to be there. Uh, also follow us on our social media platforms and it's at the mandatory TKO. We're on Twitter, IG, TikTok. So make sure to support the show. If you already have, we do appreciate you. Now, Brian and I were talking about this on the audio side, but Regis program had a fight against Daniel Lito Zaria, not his best performance. He got the victory, but now we feel like we can make a list the top five in the 140 pound division. Now we can do it because Regis has fought Teofimo Lopez, Josh Taylor got it on. And now it's time, Brian, rank your top five. I have a feeling ours might be the same or very, very similar. Um, but I told you not to be on the fence earlier because there's as no, there's a spot number five, which could be a tie, but I, I'm hoping you don't tie because it's lame. But go ahead, do your thing. So our, we should do this back and forth five five four four three three we should have probably rehearsed this before this but we should do it that way no or do you want me to just blow through my list with no anticipation no build up and not be a little bit theatrical about it you don't want to go back and forth five four three two one okay yeah sure we can do it starting with number five yes yes starting with number five well yeah, that's got, lame should we not should we not start with number one see we don't rehearse anything here on no the we're mandatory. not starting we're not starting with number one that's this is gonna ruin the whole list <laughs> all <laughs> right on, well why don't you well i hope you don't have a tie for number five because if you do then i'm just gonna hop off and we're not gonna do this <laughs> so don't be lame actually have one person for number five don't give me no tie uh so give me your number five right now at top five top five at the 140 pound division what if I do have a tie number five? You can't do it. Or you're, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop off. Like, don't be on the fence. You know what I mean? I don't look. Okay, uh, first of all, I don't know what to do with my number five spot because I do have a tie, but I don't want to like say that I definitely, definitively do because you said you're gonna log off. Why do I have to make a decision? Both of these guys. Are Is this tied. not a list? Is like, are we not doing a list tie, right now? You could have ties on a list. That's a lame list. Who has a tie on a list? You could have a tie on a list. This is a thing. Bro. Okay. So when we're talking <laughs> about basketball, we make a list for GOAT. Are Jordan and LeBron tied ever? You could, you could do you that. You could, but who does that? I wouldn't do that, but this is also number five on a super lightweight list. This isn't the greatest boxer, greatest basketball hey, player of all list, time list. It's, a list is a list. I'm can sorry. I, can, that... I, can, I make the def can I make the defense as to why these guys are tied? Who I know who it is because I'm going to have the same, but I picked one. <laughs> You know why? Because I don't have a weak mind, man. I just, I just give it. You know what I mean? I Jeez. thought you were a New Yorker. What is this? The, okay, listen. Jose Ramirez and Arnold Barbosa Jr. are tied a fifth, and the reason why they're tied is because they should fucking fight each other and decide who's gonna be, uh, well, apparently the mandatory for the WBO, and perhaps even for an interim title if Teofimo Lopez is in fact retired. But these two should be tied. One. Jose Pedraza and Richard Comey fought each other. And then Richard Comey went and fought Jose Ramirez and got stopped. And Jose Pedraza went and fought Arna Barbosa. Seemingly almost got stopped, but definitely lost that fight. Both of these guys should fight each other to determine who's going to be next in terms of number one contendership in that sort of top-ranked stable. It just makes a lot of sense. It makes a ton of sense. So are you having that as a tie? Yeah. <laughs> Get get your ass back in here. <laughs> you're not you're not gonna leave me out here to just do this. I'll do the whole list. I'll do the whole list and just end the show. All right. Okay. See, my problem with this is is that 
I understand why it should be a tie, but you have to pick one because, like, I get it. <laughs> because does that I makes sense. Okay, because like I get what you're trying to say, but like Brian's list is soft. So if drop some comments and let me know how soft you think Brian's list is. Okay, I, so this they're, they're tied because they should fight each other. Okay, I'm, okay my, I, I and, and I've been saying I've been saying this on the show for weeks, probably months at this point. Arno Barbosa, Jose Ramirez should fight each other. Arno Barbosa tweeted at Jose Ramirez recently, within the last week or so, uh, as he's seemingly saying to everybody, "Let's run it." Because he wants to fucking fight somebody. Jose Ramirez or Arno Barbosa is the fight to make. The winner of that fight will be the fifth spot on no my one's, list. No one's arguing that. I'm just saying, like, that's a soft-ass list to start off. All right, my number five, I'm actually... So I do think Arno Barbosa and Jose Ramirez should fight. They have the same manager. It's an easy fight to make for top rank. And the winner, obviously, is going to get that title shot. It'll be the eliminator. And if Teofimo Lopez, which apparently he did vacate the titles, according to Arno Barbosa's last tweet, that um, you know he is the number one contender to get a title shot. However, just based on the fact that Jose Ramirez did fight Josh Taylor in a fight where he lost his belts. And that was a fight where I felt like Jose Ramirez didn't look like the Jose Ramirez that we know. And listen, I do think Barbosa looked way better against Pedraza than Jose Ramirez did. But the fact that Jose Ramirez is the former champ, used to hold those belts, did fight Josh Taylor. I'm putting him in that number five spot. But number six would be Arnold Barbosa Jr. And until they fight and Arnold beats Jose Ramirez, then I'm going to have to keep Arnold on number six, unfortunately. Rolling with Jose Ramirez at number five just because he is the former champ. Um, has the pedigree and he has already been in the ring with Josh Taylor. Whereas we're waiting for Arnold Barbosa Jr. to have that bigger name on his resume, even though he bodied Jose Pedraza and he made it look easy. So I'm rolling with number five, not being soft like Brian. First of all, the, the NBA had their 75 greatest players list and there was a tie there because they had 76 people. So you're calling the NBA soft. You're calling. Yeah, but that was ever that's a, a list of seventy five, bro. When we talk about like, and a they list had seventy six. Yeah, yeah, but and they, they had exactly. seventy six people in their seventy five. Ex exactly though, but we're talking <laughs> about a top five, right? Like I'm talking about like these are the best. Like if we're gonna make a massive list, like top ten, then the maybe we'd shit. have a number eleven. No, it's it's definitely different. I'm it's trying to make this a good list. They you know had, what I mean? Well, it, so here's the thing. And Ramirez, if you want to have somebody ahead, Ramirez makes sense. But also, Arna Barbosa looked better against Pedraza than Jose I Ramirez said that, said yeah. against, against Richard Comey. Not even just against Pedraza, but against Richard Comey. Arna Barbosa was very So have him at number five, Pedraza then. Fought. So no, why don't you have him at number five? Because Ramirez has a pedigree and is a former champion, and they're tied, and they should fight each other. Moving on to number Whoa! four. Oh, so Moving he has a he's former champion, better pedigree, but they're tied. Well, okay, that makes because sense. Because Barbosa's looked better lately. He has, and, and I said that, but just like you said, this dude's contradicting himself. Who cares? Stop that. No, 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 no. You're not contradicting yourself, get, too. Get to You're not giving the court. NBA shit for having 76 out of top 75, but I guess shit. Hey, we're not the NBA, though. We're, we're not. This is the mandatory. Have, you know what I'm saying? Have some vision. Have some vision, man. I do have <laughs> some vision, but I know how to make a list. That's what I know. I'm not In at fence. number four. In at number four. Uh, Brian now. Fence Fonseca. <laughs> That's his Ew. new name. Yo, Fence. That's, That's what I'm going to call you. Terrible name. I'm going to call you Fence for now because he's on the fence. All right, number four. Who you got? Awful. Number four. And if Dexter, my my uh, podcast co-host, A Hard to Tell podcast, is watching this, he will not be surprised. I had a tie on my list before. 
and he never let it down. <laughs> Loser. Five. Okay, go on. So did he. Number four. <laughs> number four. Shut up. Number four, the former WBO uh super lightweight and former undisputed super lightweight uh champion Josh Taylor. Uh after his loss to Teofimo Lopez was uh dominated one, two, maybe three rounds at tops, but had the pedigree beat everyone there was to beat seemingly uh, up until then. So you can't drop him off. But Teofimo Lopez kind of whooped his ass. And at, before we made this list, before that fight, if we made this list, he would have probably been number one or two. Definitely at least number two, but probably number one. He drops a number four for me, which I think kind of gives away my top three, although people wouldn't know the order. But Josh Taylor is number four for me, and I had an easy time making that decision. So no ties here. Yeah, um, great job. Uh, actually, I think we have the same top three um, heading into the 140-pound division. But number four is Josh Taylor as well. And you can only be as good as your last performance, but he's still on my top five. And obviously, when you take a look at what Josh Taylor has done in his career, won the World Boxing Super Series, took care of Regis Probe in a fight that was controversial. But the way that he looked against Teofimo Lopez, he looked slow, and it wasn't a good fight for him. I had him winning two rounds in that fight. And I mean, Teofimo Lopez picked him apart. Not a good performance by Josh Taylor. Did not look good against Jack Catterall. This is two bad, really, performances. But he's still in the top five because, listen, he was undisputed not too long ago. Had to vacate um, his belt as well, three out of the four. So, listen, Josh Taylor, number four for me as well. And uh, your number three, I think I know who that might be. <laughs> We're gonna have the same top three, I believe. Uh, number three is the I, th I feel like the word boogeyman is overused in the division. Now nah, he's the boogeyman. This, this, yeah, this guy's the boogeyman for real. Um, has a fight coming up in August against Sergey Lipinets. Hopefully, that's coming to New York so I can go. But Subriel Matias, the current IBF champion. I think is number three. I think should be considered number three. I think there's a case that you could leave Josh Taylor ahead of him, but the way Josh Taylor. Can I be honest? I think there's a way you can leave Josh Taylor off the top five and put Arnold Barbosa at number five, just based off his last two performances and the way the way that Arnold has looked. Like I thought about it. Like this is a political list, just to keep it real. Because if I didn't put it on, then Josh Taylor fans would come on here and be like, "You, you mean yours? You yours is a political list." Yeah, because if it if I just go based off performances as of late, Josh Taylor's not on my top five. But if we're making a list based off resume and what he's accomplished and the fact that I do think he's still a very solid fighter, like we have to take those things into consideration. So there is a criteria for this list for myself, right? Taylor has a win over Ramirez. And I think he, if he fought Arno Barbosa today, I think he'd be the favorite. If you put him up against Subriel Matias, I think he'd also be a betting favorite, though I think a lot of people would bet on Subriel Matias. But I think the books would have Josh Taylor as a betting favorite. I think if he fought Barbosa, I would put my money on Barbosa after yeah. I've seen his last two fights. Well, look, he Taylor really should be coming off back-to-back -back losses. And if that was the case, like officially, then what are we talking about here, right? Then I definitely That's what I'm saying. Off, That's, but, yeah. Yeah, but he, you know... Well, I'm curious to see, like, is this going to be a third straight time, like, whenever his next fight rolls around? Because... Here's another thing, though, just to yeah. give a little bit more props to Taylor. But he's also fighting dudes. 
Like he's yes. been in the ring with these dudes. So let's take that into consideration. So, you know, if people are wondering what the criteria is for me, it's like, what have you done lately? What your resume looks like? Also who you've been in the ring with. Body um, work. Yes. Yeah. So all those things come into factor. So that's why Josh Taylor is in that four spot, still in the top five, but to, you know, his past two fights did not look very good. And um, it, it, instead of being one, one, it could be Oh, two. Do we both have Subriel Matias at number three? The boogeyman, um, Subriel Matias. Number three, when you take a look at how I feel like he is avoided. You know, I feel I like I wouldn't want to fight him. No, I, <laughs> are you kidding I, me? I, I think there's he's a knocked lot out to everyone lose. he's fought. The only loss he has, he avenged that with a knockout. And that was actually, he was going through a lot of things outside of the ring during that time um, when he did have that one loss, um, Subriel Matias. But when you take a look at the way that he fights, his style, mm-hmm. he's the boogeyman and people do avoid him. He's number three on my list. Now, this is where it gets tricky because. I actually, for a very long time, I had one person on my number one. I didn't even have this guy as number two, Uh, but now I do. Um, Who's your number two? Still Teofimo Lopez. Okay. I thought about flip-flopping them, which means my number one is Regis Progray. Um, Now, look, it's really because body of work. I I want to see Teofimo Lopez, one, not retire. Uh, and to fight Regis Progray. Regis Progray was telling him, you can't retire without fighting me. And apparently, Teofimo Lopez doesn't give a shit. <laughs> He's going to stay retired, seemingly. I'm starting to buy into it a little bit now because I said, yeah, I'm not buying it until he vacates yeah. the title. And apparently, he is. So, yeah, he might be. Although, I still think that if you if you gave me odds on, is he going to fight again within the next year? I think he's going to fight. But... Look, I think for now, at least, he's going to be retired. I'll keep him at number two because body of work at 140 is really what it comes down to. Teofimo Lopez has had three fights in this new division, Pedro Campa, and then there was a Sandor Martin fight, which, you know, very close. We talked about it. Could have gone either way from a judging perspective. I had Teofimo Lopez winning that 95-94 which I believe another judge did. I think you had the exact same score. I thought it was not the first close. time. Not, not the first time though. The first time I had it, like I would have been happy with the draw. Went back, watched it three times after and three times after the fight, I had Teofima Lopez winning by just one point as well. Yeah. So, similar to Regis Progray, Danielito Zoria, where I feel like the underdog uh, dude coming in probably could have won the fight if they just engaged a little bit more. Um, and it was tough to beat the other guy in their home turf. But look, I think Regis Progray, body of work, like his entire career has basically been at 140. He's won mm-hmm. multiple titles at 140. Um, yes, he didn't look awesome in his last fight uh, and doesn't really, quite frankly, have the resume that Teofimo Lopez does. Like I'll acknowledge that on the front end. But at 140, this is what we're talking about in this weight class. Like I think Regis Progray, like I still give him the number one spot. I still to this day think that the Josh Taylor fight should have at least been a draw. I don't think that Taylor really beat him. I thought a lot of people saw a lot of people saying that that should have been a draw at the time. Um, There's even a case for Regis. I thought Regis won that fight. Mm -hmm. I thought he won. Yeah. I don't think he should have that L on his record, but that's just me. Mateo Fimo Lopez beat Josh Taylor impressively. Now Josh Taylor, 16 months away from the ring, uh, post Jack Catterall. Regis Progray was probably in the ring with a better version of Josh Taylor. We'll definitely find that out as as sort of time progresses. But this is how I'm having it now, but I would also acknowledge that if Teofimo, if Teofimo Lopez didn't retire or fought Regis Progray, 
Uh, one, I think Lopez would be a betting favorite. Two, not sure who I put my money on, right? Because th- this is just a rankings in terms of who's top five at 140 right now, but it's not to say that this person can't beat this person. I think Subriel Matias could really beat all of this list. I think he could beat everyone here. I think Teofimo Lopez could beat everyone here. I think Regis Prober could beat everyone here. Yeah. Josh Taylor, not sure. Arno Barbosa, Jose Ramirez, depends on who wins that fight, hypothetically. Yeah, so this was a very, very tough decision for me. Um, and for a very long time, I had Regis as number one. It's all about what you've done at the 140-pound division. But I'm going to rank Teofimo Lopez as number one in the 140-pound division. And I say that because I go by body of work. And I know that it's not at 140. But when you think about it, he still beat Pedro Campa in a TKO victory in his first fight at 140 pounds. And keep in mind for people that are casual fans, when you make the jump from a weight class, it's a massive jump. Like going from 135 to 140, that's a massive jump. So he takes care of Pedro Campa. Sander Martin, he's a top 10 in 140-pound division. Very tricky fighter. Sander Martin's not a guy that you're going to get up and out of there. Teofimo Lopez did work on him and got it done. Right. Not the best performance, but when you can't take a guy like Sandra Martin lightly. So I think that's actually a very, very good name on his resume. Do not sleep on Sandra Martin, a very, very tricky boxer. And then when you think about the fact of what he did to Josh Taylor, I don't care about ring rust. When you used to be the undisputed champion, then fought Jack Catterall, looked terrible against Jack Catterall. That was a robbery. And then Teofimo Lopez makes you look like that. He also has Lomachenko on his record. He has Comey. He, listen, he has Nakatani. I don't think there's anyone in the 140-pound division right now that has a better resume than Teofimo Lopez. And I don't care if he did at 135 or 140. The fact that he has those names on his list, you have Josh Taylor and Lomachenko on your list, that's a Hall of Fame resume. And I have him as number one right now just based off his last performance. I'm going off last performance now in the ranking when it comes to my criteria. And he had a better last performance than Regis Proge did against a guy like Daniel Lito Zaria. And listen, if I was going to do a tie, this is the chance I would do it, but I'm not going to make a soft list. So I'm going to go with Tio. I didn't do a tie at number one, first of all. Well, I guess it doesn't matter because the NBA did it, but I have Teofimo Lopez number one based off of his last performance, based off the names that he has on his resume and based on the fact that it doesn't matter. He is undefeated 3-0 and in the 140-pound division. And when you actually take a look at it, those are some pretty good names. Pretty solid names. Uh-huh. I mean, so I have Teofimo Lopez, number one. Regis Prograde, number one on my list for a very, very long time. I still think he beats anybody in this division. I think he can beat anyone in this division. But just based off last performance, I gave the edge to Teo. And I'm rolling with Regis number two. So, Brian, tell me your list again from five to one, and then I'll tell you my list from five to one. And we have the Ramirez Barbosa tie at number five. We have Josh Taylor number four, Subriel Macias number three, Teofimo Lopez two, Regis Pro Ray one. The other thing with Teofimo Lopez, he's is the body of work is outstanding. He's also had one really good showing at this weight class. So yeah. that's why I'm like, I want to, I, I still want to see more of him at 140, but he's saying he's retired. So we'll see. But again, I might favor him in the Regis Pro Ray fight. I believe the sports books will. I think he'll be, uh, he'll be a slight favorite, maybe like a minus 150, minus 160, something like that. Yeah. You know, what's kind of funny is I have Teo as number one, but I think if it was him and Regis, 
I'd give the edge to Regis. Like I would, I would put money Still. on Regis. But I mean, but this list is just based on like what I've seen lately. And as you know, it's always what you've done lately, right? So this is what the list is kind of based on. Bring back my list. Bring back my list because uh, you're in charge of captions. Uh, don't take it away just yet. So yeah, Teofimo Lopez number one, <laughs> Regis Prograde number two, Subriel Matias number three, Josh Taylor number four, Jose Ramirez number five, and honorable mention number six, Arnold Barbosa Jr. Uh, I have a couple honorable mentions. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, <laughs> How yeah, many I do you have... have? Like five? I nah. also, I also. by the way, um, there's someone else I want to add on the list uh, just before you do. Because technically you gave six names. So I guess I can give a number one. Arnold Barbosa is your number six. Um, no, I'm giving an, an, another one. Actually, this could be a tie possibly. Ryan Garcia. How do we uh... leave Ryan Garcia off the list? Just got into the ring with Tank Davis. I still... Well, he they, was interim. He was interim lightweight champion. He hasn't done like he hasn't really done anything of note. No, but I think getting yet. into the ring with Tank, even though that was at a catch weight, um, you know, I still want to see more from Ryan Garcia. But he's in the top ten for me, and a guy that's not even on my top five, and it's unfortunate is Roley. Right, Roley has a belt, um, but he's not. He's not in the top five based off that last performance. He was losing is, to he was losing to Ismael Barroso, and he's worst stoppage ever. He was, yeah, it's the, one of the worst I've ever seen. And he's he was ordered to fight O'Hara Davies next, I believe, mm -hmm. which I'm not sure he's going to win that fight. Um, I would like to see Roley against Ryan Garcia, though. Like that, that's that's a money fight. So, and to reiterate, here's my list: Regis Progray number one, Teofimo Lopez number two, Subriel Matias number three, Josh Taylor number four. Hold your comments, please. We have a tie: Jose Ramirez, Arno Barbosa at number five. Uh, Oli, outside looking in: Sandor Martin, Jack Catterall. Also, dot dot dot. Looking forward to seeing uh, the prospects, see how they rise up this list. Gary Antoine Russell, I think, can sniff this list very soon um, yes. if he's active enough. He hasn't fought since last July on the Danny Garcia. Uh, who did he fight? Benavidez card. Not the good, not the really good uh, David Benavidez, but the Benavidez that Terrence Crawford beat, whose name is escaping me right now. Um, regardless, he won that fight. And also, Richardson Hitchens is fighting Montana Love at 140. On the Alicia Bumgarner card in July, that's going to be very interesting. I think Richardson Hitchens is going to win that fight. He's been wanting Montana Love for a while, but Montana Love is also skilled. And even though he lost to Steve Spark, and go look up how that happened. <laughs> but I think if Richardson Hitchens uh, wins that fight, or if you, even if Montana Love wins that fight, I think whoever wins that fight is going to start getting some real buzz as a contender. So I think that fight is very important to this division as well. Yeah, stack division. Let us know your list from five to one, one to five. Do you agree with Brian? Do you agree with me? Drop some comments below. Let us know your top five in the 140 pound division. Also, if you like the content, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to this on the audio side, leave a rate and review. Give us that five star. Thank you so much for rocking with us. We'll be back with some more content, some more betting. We got a couple of fights. Uh, Brian's fellow Puerto Rican, Edgar Berlanga, going to be in the ring as well. So we will have some betting for you. I will Thank be there also. Yeah. Thanks so much for rocking with us, and we'll be back soon.